Welcome to this week's episode of Renaissance Man. I'm your host, Jalen Rose. This week's theme, Grow Through What You Go Through, featuring Aaron Andrews. Let's go. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. Leave a five-star rating. Check out the column each Thursday. Download the podcast, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. Leave a comment, a five-star rating. Any guests you want to see on the show, any advice you want to get from the Renaissance man, hit me up. This is going to be going down each week, every Thursday. Tell a friend to tell a friend. This week's theme, grow through what you go through. It's important for me as we release these episodes, shout to my producer, Corey, that they have depth. But since I'm the Renaissance man, we're going to give you more. I'm going to give you an example of one of my favorite comedians who grew through what he went through. His name, Dave Chappelle. As a longtime fan, whether it was Def Comedy Jam, I watched his career continue to grow. And sketch comedy is my thing. Whether it's sitcoms growing up, Sanford and Son, Good Times, Happy Days, What's Happening? After that, Living Color, Martin Lawrence, classic television shows. But Chappelle's show was different. It was really different. The Rick James episode, rest in peace, Charlie Murphy, it was just different. It hit different. So much so that Dave Chappelle became an icon. Remember the racial draft? That is classic material. And you know what ended up happening? Corporate America wanted to take Dave's creativity away from him by stymieing his pen, his verbiage. His ability to articulate comedy is so very genius, yet after having a successful show for years and years and years, Dave Chappelle walked away from 40 or $50 million because he didn't have his creative freedom anymore. And for years and years and years and years and years, we didn't see Dave Chappelle perform. And all we saw was Chappelle's show Reruns. But you know what Dave did? He grew through what he went through. And then all of a sudden, the horrific murder of George Floyd happened at the knee of Minnesota police. Eight minutes and 46 seconds. Dave Chappelle delivered. 12 midnight. Then all of a sudden, Dave Chappelle was back. And then I was watching Netflix and chill. And then they were previewing things. And one of the things that they let us know was coming next was Chappelle's show. And you know what Dave Chappelle did? He went to social media. He went to the stage. He let his people know. He let his fan base know. If you support me, do not support Netflix releasing Chappelle's show with my name that I am not being paid for. And you know what his audience did? You know what we did? We listened. And because of that, 
Netflix had to do a deal with Dave Chappelle before re-releasing The Chappelle Show on their platform. That's growing through what you go through. He didn't quit. He's still one of the best to ever do it. He just made sure he kept his discipline. And because of that, it paid off. Our next guest has overcome challenges in her own life, personally and professionally. But because of those challenges, she's successful today. Up next, Aaron Andrews. My next guest is not only a friend, but one of the most talented people in multimedia. She's a young veteran, a terrific broadcaster, and has done so many amazing things as an entrepreneur and as a humanitarian. And I love her so much. Please welcome Erin Andrews to the show. I love you. So good to see you. As you were doing that, I mean, I got goosebumps just even talking to you. But Jalen, you know, like, I mean, we've had some good talks about just me being a fan of basketball in the era that you played. And like, I was just kind of taking myself back when you had your shaved head and I would cheer for you because, you know, you were associated with Larry. And I was like, oh, my God, this is rad that it came full circle that we're doing this together. Absolutely. And we got Larry Legend love in common. So oh. if you got a problem with Larry, that means JR and EA got a problem with you. Yeah. Is that what to say? Yes, fair, fair, very fair. I remember, I think we were in Bristol, Connecticut. The one day that, like, I think I saw you at night, we were hanging out, we were talking, and I was like, he is my man, please tell me you love him. And you just, it was a love fest. You shared all these stories with me about him, and I was just like, felt closer to God. I was like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Hopefully you get this clip. We love you very much. Yes. Is it true that your father was a broadcaster as well? What was it like for you as a kid and what did you learn from him that helped you today in your job? Yes, 100%. He just retired actually a couple months ago. And yeah, growing up, it wasn't weird to see my dad on the six o'clock and 11 o'clock news. And it was just like, hey, dad, what's up? So we'd go pick him up after the six o'clock news and go take him to dinner and I'd go on the set. So it became all very comfortable with me, the life, you know? You're an entrepreneur, a fashionista, and behind you, that's some fresh gear. That's some fresh gear right there. And you took the time for all of the Renaissance Man guests, hosts, fans of the show. Those are the colors of the teams that I play for. That's what love is. That's what family do for family. She took time out of her life <laughs> to make sure that my representation with her line was going to be in the colors of the teams that I played for. So tell me about the line. Tell the fans about the line because we got to go represent. Shameless plug, of course. Well, two years ago, we finally, well, I mean, I'll go back. I've been around. I'm old and I love you for saying I'm young, but I'm not. And uh, listen, I went to school, an SEC school. I was with ESPN for eight years, worked college game day, worked college basketball, worked everything. And then, you know, went over to Fox where I started working in the NFL. And you just knew that there was a there was a white space that it needed to be filled for female fans, just a fan apparel. It was great, but I felt like they were kind of missing the mark with some other fans. And um, I kept pitching. I kept pitching about five, six years. I was like, let me do this. 
this. Let me get behind this. Let me add a different take. Let me maybe speak to women that aren't, you know, finding what they need in the pro shops. And finally, Michael Rubin with Fanatics, he said, yeah, I'll give you a shot. He's like, you know, we're going to jump right into the deep end, Lady Gaga, and we're going to start you in the NFL and we'll see how it does. Two years ago, we started Where by Aaron Andrews. We did a soft launch in the NFL. We kicked ass. And uh, I think also, too, and I know, Jalen, you probably run into things like this. When you want to back something and you want to be a part of something, I feel like people are always they're questioning how much you'll really be a part of it. Or do you just want to do it because it's the cool thing to do? And mm-hmm. it was something I was passionate about. It's something I love so much. Like I said, we did a really good job in the first year. The NBA came calling in the second year. We have the NCAA. We're working on the next two leagues very hard. I want all of them. But yeah, this is like a big moment for me. You know how much I respect you and and uh, was a huge fan of you playing in the NBA. So I was like, listen, let's go get the teams he played for, even Michigan. Let's put it up there. This is our wear NBA line. This is some of the styles that we have. So uh, yeah, I love it. I guess the Suns I forgot about too. Yeah, I was stealing money at that point in my career. Great. Endorse that. He was trying to sneak over there and get me a ring. Steve Nash was back-to-back MVP. Amari, I was on that team where Robert Ori hip-checked him into the board. Nice. That was the squad I was on. That was a good run. So I appreciate the shout-out. I knew it wasn't going to work. I was wearing number eight. Okay, okay. Eight is great. Did you ever go to Dan Marley's restaurant? That was something back in the day when I was a huge Suns fan because of Sir Charles. I always wanted to go to Marley's. Thunder Dan, fellow Michigander. Mm-hmm. I always rooted for him. You'll appreciate this. Okay. The theme of this week's episode is grow through what you go through. Mm-hmm. You're a cancer survivor and you battled it privately. Mm-hmm. How did that experience change you? It changed me in terms of great question. I think just not letting the little things get to you and watch what you bitch and complain about. I mean, look, we all have our times where we're just like, okay, this sucks. Like really, you know, come on, is this really happening? But I was faced with, and and granted this, I think pandemic has changed a lot of us in, in so many different ways. But I was faced with something that this is before I was married, before we were even thinking about kids, that I get a call, you know, I'm I'm in a crappy meeting room in New York, we're getting ready to do Giants Eagles, and my uh, female doctor calls me up and she's like, I got to talk to you. And it's a Sunday and I'm like, no, I, I don't have time for anyone. It's week three of the NFL, baby. I'm worried about Eli. I'm worried about what's going on right here with the Giants. Like, what do we got? And she's like, you have cancer. So... That was our Super Bowl year. There was no way in hell I was missing a game because I was like, no, I don't miss games. Like, I'm not missing a game for this cancer surgery. I ended up getting it done on a Tuesday, took two days off, and then, you know, was at the game that Sunday, even though the doctor was like, don't do it. You shouldn't be at the game. I did it. But I just think it taught me, like, well, yeah, don't complain about the little things. Keep your team tight the ones that you trust, because I did. I told a small amount of people and they just kept me grounded. They were like, you're going to get through this. This is going to be fine. And I I think too, don't abandon what you love because that helps you get through it in tough times. I mean, there was no way in hell I was going to, I ended up having two cancer surgeries and there was no way in hell I was going to miss a game because Jalen, I didn't want to sit at home and pout and complain and be like, woe is me. I hope my cancer tests come back negative because if I did, I would just be, 
I would be worse off. I wouldn't be in the right frame of mind. But, you know, I worked that Packers game. I worked that Giants game after I had my second surgery. And I, yeah, I was praying to God that I would get negative results, you know, following that game. But it just, I think it helped my overall mental state to just stay busy and be with the guys and go to practice and be on the conference calls. That was really important, I think, in in trying to beat it all. You continue to accomplish so much. What is it like for you to be a seasoned veteran and how have your approach to your love for sports continue to foster over all of these years in doing this job? I think my love for sports has kept me in it. I mean, I don't think I've ever been as excited for a Super Bowl as I was for this year. I don't think I've ever been excited for an outcome of the Super Bowl. And not that I was pulling for the Bucs, but I mean, Jalen, you get it. I mean, going to different teams and, and being a certain age in professional sports, holy crap, what Tom Brady was able to do. Not only that, I know you respect this too. How about getting a bunch of guys who are set in their ways and come from different lifestyles than Tom Brady and are freaking buying in? I mean, I couldn't get enough of that whole narrative. How about an older older coach who had you know, been set in his ways and also never been to a Super Bowl and was fine with every other question being about Tom Brady. I think it's just my love for sports. That's what gets you through doing three games in five days. That's what gets you through flying commercial in the middle of a global pandemic. That's what gets you through being 40 and not married yet. You know, that's what gets you through 42 and not having kids yet. It's just, I love it so much. As much as, yeah, there are days you complain, you just, you have to, if you're going to kind of, you get it, live in Bristol, <laughs> live, you know, on an airplane. It, it gets you through it all. And we are fortunate enough because that media pass gets us into a lot of great events. Yeah. So can you recall one of the favorite sporting events you were present as it took place? And not working? Either way. I got to tell you, I mean, maybe just because it's fresh in my mind, Brady going to Lambeau to take on Rodgers when Rodgers is having an MVP season. I mean, I was freaking pumped. Like, it was just like, I was raised a Packers fan. It's supposed to be cold. We're hoping for snow. I mean, I've got my 14 layers of thermals on that it flattened my rear end more than it already is. Like, I was just into it. And uh, I was just, my gosh, I could have... I had one cup of coffee and I still was doing, you know, cartwheels in my mind. So that one right now, I I don't know how it gets better than that. Two future Hall of Famers and uh, going head to head to go to the Super Bowl. Holy cow. That is a Super Bowl matchup. We have a sister in common for those that don't know. Yeah. Her name is Carissa Thompson. And I heard a rumor that somebody gave both of y'all a podcast together. Like, hold on. Like, wait, do they not really know y'all, the kind of trouble y'all about to get in? 100%. So tell me about Calm Down with Aaron and Clarissa. I love you. So yes, we do have a sister in common. And I think the one thing the three of us know about each other very well is our conversations off camera are way better than our ones on. But Carissa is has been one of my dearest friends for as long as I've known you. And she's always like, yo, EA, I don't think people know that you have this sense of humor. I don't think that and I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not funny around people. But we when we leave voicemails, which are as long as a podcast, or we talk on the phone, 
were just like, there has to be room. So, I mean, no offense to you, you're great, but some of these people out there that have podcasts, are we for real? What have they done? No offense. So we're like, Tell the people what you guys hope to get accomplished with yours. Well, for right now, we're going to stay away from sports and interviewing sports guys. We kind of want to talk to people that we don't talk to on an everyday basis. We kicked it off last week. We had Kevin Hart come on, who makes my face hurt any you know day of the week. Like he can talk to you about you know having kids in his forties and you know dealing with adversity, and he's still hilarious. He was awesome for that. Yeah, we just want to kind of talk to anyone and everyone that we don't come across with with our nine to five jobs. We came down with the word calm down because if you've been listening to me on this podcast, you know I need to calm down. I just get so excited and ramped up or people get just over dramatic about the dumbest things. Like when you go through social media, you're like, all right, calm down. So yeah, we filmed two of them already. It is definitely a learning experience. I would actually love you to give me any sort of tips you've learned along the way. Anything that sticks out? I got you. So here's the thing about the podcast world. Whatever's in that cup is going to be a lot different and a lot stronger. It's coffee. The podcast world is is, va- is late night TV. It's y'all unhinged. It's hair down, adult beverage, wine on the table, wine and cheese. Like, you know what I'm saying? Champagne. And now when we capture the ambiance of both of you guys and, you know, everything that both of you have accomplished, I think you're going to get your guests to open up. That's what I anticipate. So who are some of the people that you're looking for to trying to at least get on the show? So I would love, obviously, like a Martha Stewart, anything. I Because I want to talk to her about like her relationship with Snoop and that whole situation. And I'm, this woman's dealt with a di- adversity. But also, I love, like, she's just kind of embraced, like, the fun Martha Stewart. Like, doing what she, extracurricular kind of things. And that's something I'm trying to figure out. You guys know I have kind of like a you know, American girl kind of like, you know, persona. And I do like to get down and have some fun and, and you know, talk and all that kind of stuff. It's the balance I'm trying to figure out, Jalen. Like, that's what I want to do. And, I, and I'm hoping these guests will help bring it out of me. Krista has no problem with being herself, and you know that. So that's something we're trying to figure out. Yeah, we've asked for that. Anybody in the country music world, because we're both huge country music fans, anybody with Shit's Creek, we die for. Well, I mean, uh, the Dr. Pimple Popper, because I like to think I'm a dermatologist, and especially on planes, I really get in there. Honestly, we're open to anything and everything. Faith Hill, I don't know why I'm just obsessed with her and I want to talk to her. I don't know. It's, we're, it's endless who we could talk to. You mentioned like doing this job for so very long yeah. and congratulations on all your success that living on and off an airplane. Yeah. So in that whining and dining. So what are some of your favorite restaurants? If you was giving advice to people that wanted to go to some of these cities that you get a chance to travel to, what are some of the restaurants as the pandemic lifts? Enlighten everybody. Give them something to look forward to. What are some of the restaurants that you like across the country? Jalen, not only can I give you restaurants across the country, I can tell you what concourses to go to in airports um, to find like maybe a good sushi roll. Okay, here's a game. Give me a city. Give me a city on the NFL tour. All right. Los Angeles. 
Okay, Los Angeles. You could do anything from Beverly Hills to, I'm like dying to go to Medeo or Craig's. I just kind of, I miss those scenes right now. How about Green Bay? A place called Hinterland is just a really great vibe. It's also close to like, you know, kind of the sights and the sounds of Green Bay that you want to see. There's also a brand new hotel, which we've never stayed at, and I'd love to. It's called the Kohler Hotel, and it's right across the street from Lambeau. So I think that'd be a great place to go have dinner and drinks and then see like Lambeau and the lights at night. Okay. Wow, this has been really enlightening. (laughs) I'm very grateful that you joined me. But before I let you go, Aaron, I do a rapid fire segment called Gone in 60 Seconds. Here we go. Rapid fire, Gone in 60 Seconds. Favorite NFL stadium? Lambo. You travel a lot. Name the most essential flying carry on item. Clorox wipes. That's a good one. I heard you're a proud dog mom of a golden retriever. Aww. What's the next addition would you like to add to your family? Uh, humans. Babies. Y'all hear that breaking news? Y'all hear that breaking news? You're a Florida alum. Favorite Gator of all time? Jesse Palmer. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy Rexy. No, uh, Steve Spurrier. That's a great answer. Rex Grossman did ball, though. Yeah. Your favorite pregame music and or routine to get you warmed up and ready to do your gig? Dirty rap that I've shazammed from every practice facility we've gone to and calling my dad. And last but certainly not least, favorite sportscaster of all time? I'll I'll say female, Melissa Stark. She is dope. I got a chance to work with her a lot. She is dope. Tell her I said what's up if you got her number in in your phone. I will. I will. She's the best. I really appreciate you joining the show. Thank you very much, EA. I love you. Good to see you. My best to you, babe. Last call. This week's last call is about the importance of not taking life for granted. If you take things for granted, you're less in the moment. You are less present. You miss out on the things that matter and the people, places, events, and things that are happening because you're not appreciating them. You miss out on the joy from the simple things. We have to remind ourselves to live our life to the fullest and be grateful because we don't get another chance. Life has no dress rehearsal and tomorrow is never guaranteed. This is how I try to show appreciation for my life. First, I try not to be picky. I appreciate everything. A please and thank you kind of guy. Second, I find gratitude in my challenges, appreciate my position while plotting my promotion. Last and certainly not least, spending time with the ones I love. Always remember, be grateful for life because not everyone has made it this far. 
I'm the Renaissance Man. See you next week.